Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Excited to get into the NFL prop discussion. Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network. Follow the them on Twitter at BFN Betting as well as PFNBetting.com. Brian, it's Bob and Kayla. How are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Looking to have another fun weekend ahead. And now I'll start here with the local contest with the Cardinals hosting the Cowboys. Obviously, the big news for the Cowboys here is what happened to corner Trayvon Diggs, the torn ACL. Uh, We know what Parsons and Lawrence are going to be able to do, get pressure on Josh Dobbs. So is that an indicator to look at some unders here for the Cardinals, whether it's Josh Dobbs or the running game with James Conner? And then also conversely for the Cardinals, they haven't really faced much much of this through two games where the running back is slipping out in the past game, but we know how great Tony Pollard is at doing that. So is this a chance to look at Tony Pollard over his receiving yards? Yeah, it's really hard for me to get a good read on the player props for this game because of the large point spread. I mean, the Cardinals have had halftime leads in the each of the first two games of the season, but I would be shocked and I'm sure you guys in the audience would be to see that again this week and just because of that. If I'm a little worried about the Cowboys having such a big lead that I could take the throw off the gas pretty early. So it's hard for me to really take it over on the Cowboys side there. I promise I'll get to some specifics soon, but there have been multiple offensive line injuries this season, including some teams like the Giants, who are now without multiple offensive linemen. How does that you know, factor into how you, you, know, you go about your prop betting? Well, last night, we are well aware that Mr. Andrew Thomas going against that 49ers pass rush and defensive line. And my thinking was that it would make life really difficult with Daniel Jones to throw the ball and move the ball down the field. So his passing yards total kept dropping. It was at 216.5 at one point when I was considering playing it. And then it dropped to 214.5. And I was like, all right, there's something going on here. I still have the number 214.5. I'm going to take the under. And that was really never a doubt. You just see – with yeah. these offense, when these, when these offense lines tend to struggle in protecting their quarterback, not going to have much time to throw the ball downfield. So that's a good time to aid the quarterback from the passing yards total and then the receivers with their long receptions. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network. Follow their work over on Twitter at PFN Betting as well as PFNBetting.com here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. Uh, the prevailing thought here in this Chargers and Vikings game as both teams try to avoid going down 0-3 is that there will be lots of offense. Kirk Cousins has had to use his arm to move the ball. We know that the Chargers offense is trying to push the ball down the field. Uh, with the passing props for both of those guys really high, do we pivot then to make maybe a wide receiver or a tight end, and they're receiving yards as the benefactor. Yeah, I'm looking right now at Justin Jefferson. His receiving yards total is at 100 and a half. You could really just do instead his alternate line of him for 100-plus yards. You want to play a little safer at minus 125. But I don't think you need to play safe here because, like you said, it's be a really high-scoring matchup, two terrible defense, but two potent passing offenses. The Chargers are getting 215 yards at Tyreek Hill in week one and over 100 yards at Keenan Allen. And not Keenan Allen, excuse me. Um, I'm blanking on they played last week. But, uh, yeah, I, I know Titans last week, they get a lot of big plays for them. So it's really just hard for me to see them stopping Justin Jefferson here and how talented he is. Actually, as I was speaking, his receiving yards went up a point. So I'm really curious about the point how there's a lot of action going on his over. And I don't know how you could not take his over week in and week out, especially if you're going at the defense like the Chargers. 
he's got to be chuckling watching this uh, you know Chargers video of the first two games and say if they play man to man against me I might get a million yards. Uh, yeah. Bad weather is forecast uh, in Sunday uh, for Sunday in the swamps of Jersey. Uh, any attractive uh, under Jets and Patriots props, or have the odds makers just made this angle a difficult thing to even consider? So one of our uh, writers at Pro Football Network, uh, Jason Katz, does a lot of the player props that he for us. I know he's really in on Garrett Wilson receiving yards under. I believe I'm pulling it up right now. I believe it's at 47.5, which is at the surface being is very low for a player that sounded as Wilson. But you got to remember who his quarterback is, the defense and coach going against. It's really hard to see him having a successful day today. He had a really big play last week. The Cowboys kind of influenced his yardage total. So I feel like it's a good week to fade Wilson despite the low number. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. The Falcons are at the Lions. The Lions are now dealing with plenty of injuries. Bijan Robinson has certainly been as advertised, but is this a game to not forget about Tyler Algier, his rushing props, or do we look at Drake London remaining involved in the offense as a wide receiver? Yeah, I think you may look at Drake London just because the Lions don't really have a passing defense to spare anybody in. They lost their best friend in secondary, C.J. Garner-Johnson. He went to IR this weekend. We saw life with the South of passing offense last week. We know that Ritter is at least capable of moving the ball down the field and getting the ball to his number one wide receiver. So I wouldn't be afraid to run it back with uh, Drake London. Anybody here, his yards popped only at 51 and a half. Okay, I'm going to flip that game to the other side. Uh, Jared Goff has been much better indoors at home than he's been on the road during his time with the Lions. Any golf over props catch your eye this week? Uh, nothing in particular. I mean, the passing yards one at 67 and a half, that seems right. It seems like a fair number. And if you want to get the overall passing touchdowns one and a half, it's at minus 190 to be laying a lot of juice. It looks like Amon Ross and Brown will be playing this game. It'll be a big bonus for them. Like you said, they do play uh, much better at home, but nothing really stands out for me this one. The Saints are getting virtually no run after the catch so far. Chris Olave, though, uh, he has hit his over number in each of the first two games. Is there another play on Olave here against the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I could see um, that, that would be a good play for this one because we've seen how the Saints offense really hasn't generated much point, many points this uh, season so far, but we've seen how capable big plays uh, Chris Olave is, so. Everyone mind running it back here with him. I had his over last week at six nine and a half, and he had that big play in the second half that really put the number over the top. Even though you are playing on a road on a short week, the number right now isn't very high at six two and a half. So I would probably get in on that before it goes up as there's do something over. Trevor Lawrence, he was bad last week, especially in the red zone. He was zero for seven. And a couple of those were just horrendous throws. It should have been touchdowns. Should we look for a Lawrence bounce back uh, and maybe some over props this week against Houston, which is expected to be without top corner Derek Stingley Jr. and without the uh, most almost for sure without their top three safeties? Yeah, um, I think I definitely agree with you there. Just, um, they had a tough time last week getting the ball in the end zone when they're in Chiefs territory, and there's definitely going to be some aggression there going against a Texans team without Derek Stingley Jr. And uh, the Chiefs even look pretty good so far this season as well. I mean, as there's always a stat week to week, we expect some regression one way or the other. So 
if a team doesn't really have struggles get the ball in the end zone when they're driving, that's a sign that they'll be a little bit more efficient in the red zone the next week. And if they're converting all their red zone definitely into touchdowns, and that's when we'll start looking the other way. Uh, we have the Broncos, and they can't afford to go down 0-3 as they are in Miami taking on the Dolphins. The Dolphins have obviously been really good thus far. Tua has been slinging it around, distributing it to different guys, getting the ball out really quickly. Uh, a lot of air completion yards for Tua here. So is this an over game for Tua, or do we pivot to Raheem Mostert? He was able to take advantage there of uh, some opportunities last week. Yeah, so the Broncos are 0-2, which is sort of surprising if you were optimistic about them um, rebounding under Sean Payton this year. But it's, they're 0-2, and it's not because of what reasons you would think going into the season they were to be 0-2. Their defense has been very underwhelming to say the least. And this is obviously their toughest match of the season so far going against the Dolphins passing offense. But they might deal about Jalen Waddle this week. And we saw how the Patriots covered Tyreek Hill last week, and uh, even though he's a top three receiver at a foul, and it's no easy task. They might have created a blueprint for the best way to try to stop it, and the Broncos have an elite cover corner and patch their pain. So this game just in general scares me a bit, considering how popular the Dolphins would be in a teaser, getting them down from six snaps to half a point. If the line hasn't moved all week, so I'm playing this game with caution. Brian Robinson uh, was really good towards the end of last season. Uh, and the commanders and Eric Ben Bianami, he's certainly their preferred their preferred running back without question is now Brian Robinson. And the odds makers kind of caught up and made that difficult to take advantage of betting some Robinson props over. Yeah, especially the game that can really be impacted by weather. His uh, yards right now prop is at a fifty-seven and a half, but. The only way that the commanders were going to beat this Bills team is if they have a similar formula to how the Eagles last Monday Night Football. We were just controlling the clock and playing good defense. And if there's going to be a shootout, you know they're not going to beat them. So if you want to look for a Robinson prop, his um, rush attempts right now is at 14 and a half, with the over minus 135 at DraftKings. I wouldn't mind that play. This the event is an inefficient day going against uh, this Bills rushing defense that held Josh Jacobs negative yardage last week. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network. Follow their work on Twitter at PFN Betting as well as PFNBetting.com. How do we figure out what to expect here in Kansas City with the Bears and the Chiefs? I mean, we have Justin Fields saying he's thinking too much. He is currently at 55 and a half rushing yards. He's gone over that one of two times so far. The Chiefs on defense have been kind of smothering at times. Uh, is this an under game on Bears props? And what do we even do or consider with some of the injuries that the Chiefs have been faced with? Yeah, I think he's just be selling way too low to really hammer these bear props, Bears props this week and on those unders just because how disastrous are often looked through two weeks so far this season and all the turmoil going on inside that organization and the comments from Justin Fields about the coaching. So I don't want to want to buy too, sell too low here. But for Justin Fields, if you really do believe in that, uh, they'll correct the offense a little bit and play more to his strength of his comments and the, the media then I really want to mind to look at uh, his over for rushing yards. In terms of the Chiefs, they're just kind of a little thump right now, a little slow out the gate, kind of like a Super Bowl winner hangover. So it's really wait and see, but there wasn't a rushing spot for them, but it would be this week. Gus Edwards, uh, three weeks into the season, he's like the last running back standing in Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson he doesn't really do too much as far as goal line carries in the last couple of years. Maybe Gus Edwards' touchdown prop here? And that's not a bad call. I mean, 
He has – they are only at minus 120, so the sports books are thinking how you are for this one. They definitely see him as the most likely candidate to score a touchdown in this game because, like you said, they're, they're had a lot of injuries at running back. And like I mentioned earlier with that, those commanders games, the stadium is just less than 60 miles away, so they're going to be hit by the uh, same storms as well. So it'll be, it might not be a day where you see a lot of passing from the Ravens. It might bring you back to their run-first style in the first uh, few years under Lamar. The Steelers really can't move the ball on offense. They don't do uh, much to kind of hide what they're trying to accomplish here. But the Raiders have a secondary that you can exploit. So what gives? Do they find a way to get George Pickens the ball? Does he get behind a defense here? Or on the flip side of this here with the Steelers maybe being a little susceptible to the run, is this a week Josh Jacobs gets on track? Yeah, I think this is the week that uh, Josh Jacobs is back on track. His rushing prop right now is 71.5 with juice on the over. So you could see that might be trending towards going up. He had negative yardage last week, but he's a much more favorable matchup against the, Brown, I mean, the Steelers' rushing defense. Got gassed by the uh, Browns last week, even when Nick Chubb left the game. Their run defense takes a major hit when Kane Hayward is out the game. And they're going to be on a short week traveling to Las Vegas for their uh, home opener. So I wouldn't mind that Josh Jacobs bounce that spot here. Uh, last one for me, I just want to go back to the Monday night and the Knicks Chubb injury. Obviously, that drastically affects uh, the Browns offense. Uh, you know, looking like I said, looking ahead here, how how might that alter your approach towards the Browns offense, at least in the near future? Yeah, so if there's any week for Sean Watson to bounce back and prove everybody that he is at least somewhat of the same guy when he was an all pro quarterback versus the version of him we've seen since last year, who was one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the NFL. It would be this week against the Titans, whose defense, whose strength is stopping the run, and their weakness is defending the pass. And he has a decent group of receivers in Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Elijah Moore. And this is a day when it won't be able to move the ball on the ground against the Titans' defense. So if there's one week for him to bounce back, it'll be in through the air if you get the Titans this week. And if you still have any belief in him, this week will to back him on his prop. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network at PFN Betting and PFNBetting.com. Uh, before we let you go, is there anything that you like? Anytime touchdown score, or passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards that we haven't touched on? That you haven't touched down? Uh, I got to think on it for a second. I guess for the Chargers Vikings game, so, um, Justin Jefferson is the obvious guy to hit his over, but it's gone up two points since I've been on the phone with you guys. <laughs> so while I'm looking in a different wow. direction, I know, pretty crazy, right? It's just. I guess it's people going to the weekend are starting to bet these props. But I'll be eyeing on Jordan Addison in that game. He's been really impressive as a wide receiver, too, early in his rookie year alongside Justin Jefferson. But playing opposite the best receiver in football certainly plays a factor here, and they're going at the Chargers defense that can't stop anybody through the air. I mean, they made Ryan Tannehill look like he still had a lot left in the tank last weekend. We saw the Dolphins pick them apart all game long in week one. So, if you don't want to pay the premium when Jefferson's over, why don't you sprinkle uh, a little money on a Addison have a big day? Brian, as always, we greatly appreciate your time and expertise, and we look forward to having a fun weekend ahead and doing it again with you next week. Absolutely. Talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Once again, he is Brian Lewis, and follow all of their work, Pro Football Network, at PFN Betting, as well as pfnbetting.com.